you are now tuned into DAR Media. This week's NFL episode, we were planning on what we're going to still deliver the AFC South and the NFC South rundown previews. We're going to start doubling some of these up since we're getting closer and closer to the NFL season. Try to get as many of these knocked out for you guys as we can before the season starts. Uh, I got my main man, Tay. And our primary sports, overall sports contributor, Jeff Axel, with us. Our other NFL contributor, Sean D, will be along sooner than later. Uh, definitely be here in time for the NFC South. Uh, talk about his Carolina Panthers. But given when this is releasing, uh, I you know fired up this Zoom chat, got ready for us to record, and I just saw a bunch of big smiles on the other end of the of the Zoom chat from everybody. Because everybody is ready to hear what I've got to say. I know what you guys want to hear me talk about. This this Trey Lance 49ers situation. Uh, as I'm you know well known on here as, as this huge 49ers fan. And it came out today that uh, the Niners are going with Darnold as their number two. And looking to ship former number three overall pick. Who they spent three first round draft picks on. Trey Lance out of town. Um, this is uh, super, it's super frustrating to me in multiple ways. Um, I guess first and foremost, just so I don't color myself. So what you guys, you know, I don't know if you guys experience this in other fandom, but in fan bases in the 49ers, it's damn near like political parties or religious parties. Like you stick your, you grind your heels in dirt on your quarterback and they turn into like quarterback factions and we just fight about it constantly. So to make sure and make clear that I am not a quarterback cultist for any of these guys, I want to make clear that the first and foremost concern of mine in this situation is about the team. There was four pro bowlers that got selected after Trey Lance in that draft that the 49ers could have used. There was four pro bowlers that were selected in that draft. Also could have had a chance at Justin Fields. Furthermore, we spent these other three first-round picks, never used them. It seemed almost from the beginning you're moving all this draft capital to take someone that you don't really want. If you're not willing to go through the bumps and bruises of developing a quarterback, then why the fuck are you trading up to take the 20 year old quarterback who played one year of division two football? Why? If you were going to manage it like this, if you weren't going to go through that process, if you weren't willing to go through that process, why did you do that? It's terrible for the team. We'll move on to the second point, which is that, and people, like I said, we have cold, we have cold quarterback cults in the 49er fandom. But I think anybody who's unbiased, who's watched Trey Lance in the preseason, who's watched shit, what he did the other night in the fourth quarter, who's watched the games. When the guy gets comfortable, when he gets reps, when he gets into the rhythm of the game, he has incredible tools. 
incredible velocity, incredible ability to throw from various platforms, incredible ability to have vision run, deliver punishment instead of just take it. At the tender age of 21 years old, he can do all this stuff. To give up on that with so little opportunity given for development or to even – not even for development, just for him to play is terrible for that. And then third, for the player, for such a young guy to go through this when he did nothing wrong, he's done everything he can. He broke his fucking leg for the fucking team, worked his way back. It's just – it's it's a fucking disaster on – so many levels. They are so damn lucky that this didn't happen in another era of football. Cause Tay, you might not remember, but Jeff, I know you do. The the rookie the rookie wage scale was not always a thing. In other eras of broke. football, <laughs> yeah. In other eras of football, top draft picks would automatically, almost automatically become the top paid player at the position. So, and even in the modern day, giving up three first-round picks for a guy who gets on the field for four fucking games, it's in a former era, in the 90s, in the early 2000s, this literally would have destroyed the team for 10 years. Like, no doubt about it. And even in the modern era, I just I don't know how many teams with would have a roster would have an infrastructure good enough to survive this. This is the worst draft trade up ever. Ever. Three first round picks. You moved up to number 3 for a guy who didn't even get on the fucking field. And you and what's crazy about it is it's like he's not a bust. It's like a self-induced bust because you didn't even try. You didn't even put him out there. He didn't even go out there and fail or play like shit. You didn't even fucking give him the chance. It is fucking crazy as fuck and so disappointing that like the final nail on this has basically fallen. And this is this is reality. Like, no, there was always that glimmer of hope. Like, maybe somehow, you know, it's I don't hope that somebody gets hurt, but maybe somehow Trey gets in the game and somehow he shows talent and everything works out. Like, but in the end, it didn't, and now it's not going to. And now we have to accept the reality is reality that my 49ers are on the business end of the worst trade-up in the history of the NFL draft. And that fucking hurts, man. It hurts to lose the potential of this player. It hurts to be on the bad end of that with all the players we could have taken in that draft and, of course, players we could have taken in subsequent drafts. The 49ers could have fucking Micah Parsons right now on the other side of Nick Bosa. We could have fucking Jeff Axel as a starting quarterback, motherfucker. We'd be number one seed in the fucking NFC with that fucking pass rush. Like, fuck, man. So, 
Yeah, it hurts. Um, and you know what's funny is just a week before we're talking with our guy, um, Sean, and he said, I don't know about the 49ers because I think they're putting those quarterbacks in a pressure situation to fail. Well, guess what? I sure hope Brock Purdy doesn't come out and underachieve or it is going to get fucking weird now because you you cut your losses. You cut Trey Lance loose. It's all about – and that's another thing that I forgot to say in the opening rant. I'm sorry, man. I like Brock Purdy a lot. I think that dude very well could be a fucking baller. Like, he definitely looked like it, but it is objectively fucking insane to throw this much faith behind a guy who played seven games. Like, I'm sorry. That's fucking crazy as fuck to be like, nope, this is it. We don't even need our number three overall pick. We have so much faith in this guy who played seven games coming off a Tommy John surgery. Uh, we're good to go. Go ahead and ship the number three pick out of here. Fucking bananas. I hope I steadfastly. I hope steadfastly that Trey Lance gets to go somewhere where he can play and shine, even though it's going to be uh, grotesque to have to experience that every Sunday if he goes somewhere else and is the fucking player that I think he can be. But I hope for the guy that happens and it happens soon because he doesn't deserve to be dealing with this. I don't know. Like I believe Purdy's more than a game manager. And I believe he probably outplayed him in camp. They gave him a fair shake to see what was happening. And I think he's going that softens the blow. Purdy being good and young and that softens the blow of that being a bad trade up. Because it is pretty rough. I can't think of too many other trade ups where but y'all y'all are still in good shape though. Y'all probably still gonna win a division. And I think Purdy's above he can be above average. He's more than a game manager. So I understand oh. why it's frustrating from your end. Like you were saying, y'all could have Parsons and other pro bowlers, but I don't know. I just I don't think Trey Lance really had a great sample size. Like one year in North Dakota State. I was surprised when he because I'm an avid college football watcher. And I wasn't really too familiar with him. I'm like number three overall. And then like it's unfair. He broke his leg and that that messed him up as far as like not getting on field reps, which he definitely needs. And I do hope that they can find a team that gives him opportunity, but I just think he got outplayed. Like I I don't I don't see how you could go away from Purdy after what he did. And then they said he was out playing in the camp, too. So they tried to even the playing field, but he just didn't step up to the plate, apparently. Wasn't consistent enough. Just unlucky, honestly. I, I wouldn't mean, consider him a bust, though. Just unlucky. I'm I'm with letting Purdy stay in if, that's what, if they saw what they liked and that's what they wanted to do. But to just be like, we're completely done with Trey Lance. We're ready to get rid of him. That's what's fucking crazy to me. And to not keep him around to try and get some shine with something. The reason I say this, and again, it's something that might sound a little bit foreign to people outside, you know, people who watch the Niners every week, but this offensive system, both in San Francisco and in Miami, uh, results in quarterbacks getting hurt a lot. It, it just mm -hmm. does, right? And people will try to deny that. 
but you know, I, to me, I don't know what the number needs to be for people to accept. It might have something to do with the system. Uh, quarterbacks who have to hold the ball for a long time. You have to stand in there and make an accurate throw to hit somebody in stride uh, when they get into that open space that will be there. Um, but the Miami Dolphins run the same system as the 49ers. And both of those teams, as you guys witnessed, got down to their third and fourth quarterbacks last year. So, uh, I mean, so chances are historical data indicates we're going to see that backup quarterback at some point. I would have been much, much more comfortable with that being fucking Trey Lance than Sam fucking Darnold. Oh, man. It's like, like I said, I get it. I think it's I think it's insane to just to just accept Purdy as this, this you know, fine starter after seven games, but cool. I, you know, there's really no way to argue against it because because he did what he did last year. But to just be done with Trey Lance and to to move off it and just get rid of him completely. How the fuck do you go from this is our number one guy, our starter, we're ready to go, future of the franchise. He breaks his leg and the next year he's like, we don't even want him on the team. Get him away from us. And it's fucking crazy, man. Like that. Yeah. Yeah, Tay, you got any? You know any takes? You got any Tay's takes on this situation? Yeah, you know this reminds me of as a Commanders Redskins fan. Uh, this reminds me of the RG three trade up. Yeah, like it's mm. very similar. We traded mm. three first and a second. You know, RG three did play more. He had the best QB rookie season I can remember. Maybe Justin Herbert. No, because RG three went to the playoffs. RGD had the best QB rookie season ever. Got hurt towards ACL. Come back next year. He's playing safety on the uh, on scout the practice team, squad. Yeah, 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 scout team. They're not blocking for him on purpose. I mean, it's similar. It, it's it's it sounds like I feel you. It sounds very similar. As much hope. That's the best quarterback I've seen. Like, that one year that was the best quarterback I, I have seen on my I team. I remember. Like, that's. And no one has came close to that season for my team. Like, and you know who our offensive coordinator was? Kyle, Kyle Shanahan. Fucking Shanahan. It, yep. I, it, hey, that's crazy. Like, it it sounds so familiar. Like, it's yeah. And you know, he went with Kirk Cousins, who was in the same draft class as RG three. Like, you know, same age. And I mean, yeah, it it sounds just like that. He wants to. He doesn't. He doesn't want the athletic guy. He wants the the, the slower. You know. Well, what's yeah. crazy though is if you look at the if you look at the the combine and you look at the game tape, Brock Purdy's a really good athlete. A lot of his plays, his best plays that he made were were off script. You know, he mm-hmm. had that one where he ducked and dodged and and snatched the ankles of like three Seahawks pass rushers, and then. IU couldn't make the catch, but it was, you know, it would have been a top 10 highlight of the whole season if he would have caught it. Um, Brock's actually actually a really plus athlete and can create off script. Um, but yeah, I guess I, I don't want to say anything. I don't want to repeat any kind of platitudes or cliches that sound fucking crazy because people will argue. And I think that their staff has intimated as much that uh, Brock quote unquote, processes uh better than lance 
And I, I hate that even coming out of my mouth because I don't want it to be, you know, the way people say that sometimes. Um, but at the same time, like if you've seen the preseason games, if you've seen some of the stuff in the season, you can kind of see it. Um, there's guys open and Lance kind of folds under pressure sometimes. And, but even then, man, it's, it's hard. Cause a lot of those situations weren't that fair either. Cause you're out there with no blocking, terrible backup offensive line. Like, I don't know how you can say, Oh, Trey Lance is a bad process. Isn't as good as a processor when he's under different circumstances than Purdy's under. It's just, again, I don't want to keep, I don't want to sound like I'm making excuses and every single time. Well, that's not fair. Well, that's not fair. Well, that's not fair. I just, it's crazy to me that they would just fucking give up on this and just be done, ship him out when all the guy did was come out and break his fucking leg. Like, mm-hmm. fuck, man. Yeah, he had a great preseason game. He had a great preseason game versus the Broncos. I saw yes. that pick to the D line. He had a great game. He looked pretty yes. good. Yes. Yes. Showing off those tools, showing off why. And that's why it's fucking crazy, too. Like, after that, that's when you're like, okay, yeah, we're done with this. Like, yeah. what? <laughs> maybe, you know, maybe they they hope that other teams saw that fourth quarter and got excited, too. And now they mm-hmm. think, hey, maybe we could get something for them. So let's go ahead and say this now. I just really, really hope if he gets moved, when he gets moved, wherever he goes, he's going to have the chance to be the number one guy. I bet uh, right now, speaking of a little segue to our tonight's topic, um, the, the Falcons did all that talk and all that puffing up of uh, Desmond Ritter. I wonder if they regret that right now, because <laughs> if they hadn't, they could maybe make a move to get Trey Lance. Since that was the rumor uh, in during that draft was that the Falcons, I believe the Falcons were picking at uh, five or six. Um, that they were going to take Trey Lance. And that's why the number, that's why the Niners, um, or no, they were picking at number four because Kyle Pitts is one of the pro bowlers that got taken uh, after Lance. (laughs) The Falcons were going to take Lance at four, and that's why the Niners felt compelled to move up to three. Um, So the Falcons liked him coming into the draft. I don't really know what you could have seen since then to like him less because anytime he's gotten quality reps, you can see the tools. And he's only 21. Um, so I feel like they would be a really natural, and especially in the type of offense that Arthur Smith is going to run down there. A lot of read option, run the ball, be John Robinson, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I feel like he would fit really well into that system. But they spent the whole offseason talking about how confident and how good they feel about Desmond Ritter. That would kind of make them look like shit at the last second if they – decided to fucking move off of him. So I don't know. Um, and that one throw where they tried to blame the drop on Kyle Pitts, that was like high and behind. He had to turn yeah. all the way around to try to catch that shit. Like Ritter looked like he got accuracy issues, man. He got a good tight end, a good receiver in Drake London. It's just like, I think Taylor Heineke was smart going down there. Because if yeah, Ritter's true. stinky, and I, I can see Heineke getting that spot. I think that was a good move for him. We'll get there. Uh, first off, buy some time. Oh, you want some AFC South first? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Till we get our, our 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 fan in here. I was just doing a little trying to segue out of the Trey Lance thing. My fucking heart is broken. Um, <laughs> and that's the thing too. I want to say, and that's how you guys know that I'm objective, right? 
is because it's Axe is almost more apologetic about it than I am. Because like, hey, the team's still good. I'm like, they are. But on principle, they still fucked this up. And they're good, but they could be better if they didn't do this. And it's just, it is what it is. And there should be fucking accountability. And that's my thing, right? Like, yeah, I am thankful that they have done such a good job of building the 49ers. I am. Because I was there for all the fucking lean years. I was only, uh, uh, I want to say six or seven, I was six or seven years old. Last time they won the Super Bowl. I had no comprehension of anything. All the years that I've known what was going on, the Niners are fucking terrible. Till I want winners. Till oh, Harbaugh. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was there for that. I was there for that. Pulling his, pulling his draws down in front of fucking Vernon Davis and kicking him off the field. Yeah, I was there for that. I was there for the JT O'Sullivan years. Um, all of that shit. Uh, so I'm very thankful for the team that they have built. But there still needs to be accountability for royally fucking this up. The worst draft trade that's ever happened. Did you believe a in good... Nick Mullins? Um, don't lie. No, I know I did. You did. No, oh, you no, did. I did. I did. <laughs> um, and then he came. Uh, that um, the game against the Eagles in twenty twenty. I remember was. Probably the worst quarterbacking I've ever seen in an NFL game. It was so fucking bad. Such terrible interceptions. Just just like single-handedly lost us that game. The game where um, yeah, where Ayuk fucking jumped over that guy. And everyone's like, oh fuck, like, you know, the Niners are gonna be amazing. This Ayuk guy is gonna be amazing. And then Nick Mullins threw us right out of that fucking game. It was so terrible. But yes, I liked him. Um before before he had extensive and that's kind of the concern with Brock Purdy. Nick Mullins looked good till he was in some real competitive games in extended reps, and then he didn't look so good. Brock Purdy's ten times the athlete that Nick Mullins is, but you know, uh, mm-hmm. still concerning. Speaking of draft trades that were a little bit derided. But I thought we're fucking great. Houston Texans starting off in this AFC South conversation. Um, Will Anderson has looked fucking amazing in the preseason. Definitely. Highest rated rookie um, of by PFF in the whole preseason um, has been fucking dominant. I've watched a couple of games. CJ Stroud looked way better, way more comfortable in his second game. Um, made some really good throws. Actually, I was I was excited for him. Um, I don't. I'm not rank, ranking the, the Texans to take this division, but since we're talking about draft trades, I guess we could just start off with our, our evaluation of them. Um, I like D'Amico Ryan's as a coach. Uh, I like some of their skill guys. Quietly, pretty stacked still skill group, and I love the pick of Will Anderson in that defense. Um, I definitely, I think they're going to make a step. Uh, I wouldn't put them as a playoff contender, but I think that you could easily see. Um, six wins, and I think they're going to be scrappy. What do you guys think of it? Do you guys think of that? Tra- My thing with the trade is leading up to the draft. I'm a huge draft guy, by the way. Leading up to the draft, 
everybody, it was just this huge argument. Oh, what are they going to do? And there was mock drafts. Some of them said CJ Stroud. Some of them said Will Anderson back and forth, back and forth. What are they going to do? What are they going to do? They have this, this, this program altering decision to make. How are they going to make it? What are they going to do? And then they ended up being able to get both guys. And then people were fucking talking shit about it. We're, we're trying to say like, like be negative about it. I'm like, I swear, like everybody was so on pins and needles about which direction that they were going to take. And they end up getting both guys. And then you still have something fucking negative to say. People like people just want to be fucking negative. They just want to be haters. I thought they did a great job and it's looked great so far. I got them at about six wins. What do you think of the Texans acts? Well, if you remember, like, the first episode that we did, I said they're going to be a little bit better than people yep. think. They're not going to be, like, a 2-3 win team. I, I think about six or seven wins. It's going to be some growing pains, but they have enough talent to where they're going to, like, make you earn it. And yep. I see a different energy with the team from the preseason games I've watched. I see more of a competitive spirit. They're not, like, laying down. Um, I think Domingo Ryan is going to be an excellent coach. Season. Yeah, like yeah. I think Ryan's gonna be a very good coach. Yeah, um, it's gonna take a while though. As long as they fans stay patient, but they they've been through some stinky years themselves. Yeah, outside the yeah. Matt Schwab era and a couple Deshaun Watson moments, they really haven't had much success. So they they're used to it. But I think they're trending in the right direction. Getting um a cornerstone on defense and getting a quarterback and Davis Mills isn't a bad backup. Like, no, I don't know. He was, if he's, he's, he's been starter. he's been on fire during the preseason. Yeah, like Davis Mills is a pretty good backup. So, if anything does happen to Stroud, I think Mills is capable of being okay. Like he's not a bum to me. That's just my opinion. And um, Damian Pierce is a great running back. Like they they got talent on the team. They're not just gonna be like pushovers. That's just my. Opinion. Okay, what do you think of the Texans? Um, okay, so about the trade, me personally, I, I'm a big old Anderson fan. I, I drafted him in, in my dynasty league. I'm a big old Anderson fan. I don't like the trade up. I don't like trading your – they had Cleveland's first. I feel like they should have traded Cleveland's first, then their own first. Like I think they're gonna be worse than the Browns. Like I, like I, you know, I, I think the Browns. Of course, are be good. of course, yeah. Tays Browns. I think, yeah. I, I think the Browns are gonna be good, and they traded their own first to the Cardinals. I, I, I don't know. I just I think about that. I think they traded the wrong first, pretty much. But the team's pretty good. Like, um, I like their defense. They're 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 starting to really improve on defense. Looks like they got their their pass rusher. They're getting better. Jalen Petrie's gonna be nice. Yeah, Jalen Petrie's gonna be all pro in like in a year or two. Like, I I really like their defense. They they they've been drafting good. Damian Pierce is nice. I think CJ Stroud could be good. I don't think he'll be like elite this year, but it'll it'll take him some time. But I think he could be he could be pretty good. But uh, yeah, the only thing I don't I did not like the trade up trading their own pick. That's the only thing. I like what they did. I don't like the pick. That's the I don't know how to word it. That's the only I thing you. I don't like about what they did. Like I feel like if they traded Cleveland's first, that's perfect. That that they their all season couldn't have been better. That that's how I see it. I got them at six and eleven, by the way. 
Okay, here we go. So all of us got about six or seven wins. Um, mm-hmm. So do we all have the, the Jaguars number one in this division? Mm-hmm. Between them I, and the Titans, I think Jaguars clear them a bit. I don't think – I think the Titans be above 500, though. Uh, yeah, barely or right at it. I don't think I'm as high in the Titans as you. Um, I'm right there with you with the Jaguars. Uh, a lot of people forget – you know, because so many things happen, but the Jaguars were right with the Chiefs for a lot of that playoff game and gave them a good fight. Uh, another year, Lawrence in the system. Calvin Ridley has been killing it at fucking uh, at camp. Yeah, that's a, um, that's game changer. Yeah, they already healthy. had Christian Kirk. Yeah, yep. ETN yep. and and they got Zay Jones as receiver number three and Evan Ingram at tight end like that. Hey, pretty stacked. Pretty stacked. Um, team on the rise. Another year of experience. Um, I like their draft. I like what they did in the offseason. Um, I I think they're uh they're on the way up. Tay, what about you? What do you like about the Jaguars? Yeah, um, they definitely I like the Calvin Ridley trade. I like how they uh you know trying to get their quarterback some more help because that their receiving core wasn't scary last year, like it was like it was like whatever, like it works. Don't get me wrong, but they didn't have that guy. Now they got that guy, Calvin. Really, I, I like their um. I like how they got another running back in the draft. I like Tank Bigsby. You'll see him a lot this season. I think him because Travis isn't a guy to get the ball thirty five times. Like that's not that's not. Who he is. And they uh, Dearness Johnson from the Browns too, who's yeah, kind of like, a sleeper. Um, I mm-hmm. like him a lot. So they're pretty deep at running back. Yeah, like that. It's not gonna be the tra- like Chaz Etienne. Yeah, he's the best running back on roster, but Tank Bigsby's gonna be getting a ball. Like it's gonna be other people getting the ball out the backfield as well. Um, yeah, I'm only concerned about their defense, like deeper in the playoffs, honestly. But I think for sure they're they're definitely gonna win in division. I got them at 11 wins, like pretty much no problem. I think they got four easy wins. I think they're gonna beat the Colts and Texans. Both times, I would say that'd be close though. They're not pulling them out or nothing, but yeah, I think the uh, Jags gonna be a great team this season. You know, I think they can they can make a a playoff run. Like, I think they can win a game like they did last year. So yeah. So Tennessee Titans, I think maybe be where uh, where we have some disagreement. I'm kind of I'm I'm pretty uh I'm pretty frosty on them. Really, um, I don't really see it. Everybody who's on that team who is worth anything or has any kind of name power is way past their prime. Tannehill's cooked. Tannehill's cooked. D-Hop is cooked. Henry is going to be cooked any minute now. That running back they drafted, though, Tajay Spears. Yeah, nasty man. I was all over him in the draft, wanting the Niners to take him. Yes, absolutely. Tajay Spears is a bad motherfucker. He's going to be nice. (laughs) <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, I, I just don't, you know, it's not going to be enough. I just don't see a I ton mean, of they talent almost on made the team. playoffs last year. Yeah. They had Malik Willis and Josh Dobbs off the street. So I think Brable has shown enough to where he can coach yeah. a team up to be over 500 at least. I'm not saying they're going to make a playoff run. I just feel like they could get to about nine, ten wins at the most. I can see that. I just think, like, yeah, Vrabel's a great coach. Don't get me wrong. I think they're getting all these wins because the division was, like, 
theirs to lose. Like, I feel like it was just too easy. Like, the Jags had a coach that didn't know who Aaron Donald was. The Texans were garbage, winning four games. And, you know, like, and the Colts, yeah, the, I think the Colts are all right. But, yeah, like, maybe, maybe I'm not saying it right, but I think the Titans this whole time were flukes, I guess, because their division was bad. Me personally, I don't think Vrabel's a good coach. I'm not saying he's not a good coach. I'm saying it looked like they get overrated a bit because their division was so bad. That that's basically what I'm saying. Product of the division, I get it. I, yeah, yeah, like that. That's how I see it. I mean, I got them at seven wins. Yeah, it's about where I, I'm at I too. Them, I got them at seven wins. I don't think this team's gonna be good this year. They're gonna be. I'm like gonna give them nine. I'm gonna give them nine. Not bad. Now, I don't believe in the Colts, especially if they trade Jonathan Taylor. I think that's stupid. Now, if yeah, he goes to Miami a... like I heard, that's going to be dangerous. I ain't going to lie. I heard another rumor this, uh, this evening about where he might go. Where? Eagles. Yeah, the fucking Eagles. No, <laughs> man. You can't allow it. Come on, where's David Stern? He needs to step in. <laughs> need football reasons. Like, it's just ridiculous. Ah, uh, damn. But, uh, so the Colts... Um, Intriguing, I think, just because of uh, of obviously the Anthony uh, Richardson thing. Uh, yeah, I, I think that goes downhill quite a bit if they get rid of JT. Um, part of developing a quarterback, especially like a toolsy one, is to have good players around them, give them time to get comfortable, to learn, to to catch up. You take away one of the best running backs in the league, arguably the best running back in the league. Um that I think uh, Nick Chubb and Christian McCaffrey would have something to say about that, but take away one of the best running backs in the league. Uh, that's going to hurt your, your, your rookie quarterback quite a bit. Um, it, it changes a lot for me. They have a good offensive line. Uh, always have in the cut last few years still do decent skill guys at the wide receiver position. Um, not nice. sure if there's a, yeah. not sure if there's a true one, but they're, they're good, solid athletic players. Um, defense is okay, not great. Um, I think JT going away is going to hurt him a lot and is going to hurt the development of this rookie quarterback quite a lot. Um, sounds like you guys are pretty out on the Colts as well. I'm not a believer in Richardson like that. Like me and Tejon's had this combo before. Yeah, like I don't see the 54 percent completion percentage and the inconsistency just translating to where he just going step foot in the NFL is going to be way different. Like, I want him to succeed, but I personally don't see it. I do think Pittman's a good receiver, but they just got too many holes. Like, it wouldn't even surprise me if they finished worse than the uh, Texans, honestly. Yeah, with with JT not there, I, I am kind of kind of on board with that. Um, let's let's be clear though, like they're asking for a lot, and I'm not sure if a JT deal is even gonna get done. Um, but if we're going on, you know, the, the, the consideration, the, the, if we're going on the, the subject of, okay, if he's gone, yeah, I think it's going to be tough. What what do you think, uh, Tay? Um, I think, see, I don't know. Me personally, Jonathan Taylor is the most viable running back in the league because of his age. Like there's no running back his age or younger. That's better than him. This is the perfect time or it was, they're not going to do it now. 
But it was the perfect time to give him that the contract of whatever he wanted because it wouldn't have mattered. Because by the time that contract was over, you can move on, get yeah. another running back, and you know, they're they're thrown away. Like this is this was the perfect time to do it. But you know, what do I know? Jim Irsay, but, play with his nose. You already know that. You yeah. want to save the whales. You don't want to give it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Like I think this like the, the team is it's all right. I'm not, the old line on paper is good, but they can't block. <laughs> they can't block for nothing. Like it's it should be good, but it's not. Like I don't I don't, I don't know what it is, but they, they're on paper. They got they got the best guard in the game. They just they don't do it. They for whatever reason they don't do it. like Andy Richardson in the preseason games. I watch him. I mean, through that pick, like that step back pick he had. I mean, he can't catch the pass. It's people in his face already. Like, I mean, I'm not blaming it on like on the blocking, but I mean, he didn't have any time. He's trying to get the ball out, you know. Like, yeah, I mean, this team, it's a lot of like question marks to each position. Like, like do you believe in their corners? Are they getting to the quarterback? Like, are they rushing the passer? Anyone else other than Michael Pittman Jr. going to step up at receiver? It's like a lot of, like, it's a lot of average at each position. They don't have any, like, good, great elite. I don't know. It's I got them. They're going to be just like the Texans, honestly. I got them at six wins, too. Maybe that's too high, but I got them at six wins, too. Apollo. Apollo's come in. NBA scout, NFL aficionado. Uh, we're talking AFC South right now. Before we move on to the NFC South, um, what do you? What's your AFC South rankings? Um, so I'll say uh, last place I got Houston. Um, I, I mean, I, I think they'll they'll have a blueprint um, of. Like I guess a blueprint that's set up for the future, but right now I don't think they're there yet. Uh, they still got too many holes. Um, but if anything, I think the defense is going to get fixed first before the offense, because generally, depending on what type of head coach you got, whether he's offensive or defensive, that's usually uh, the side of the ball he focuses on first, uh, as far as through the draft. Um, so I got Houston in fourth, uh, third I got Indianapolis. To be honest, I, I you actually could make an argument that I had the Colts as, as the last. Like I heard, I heard you guys' arguments. I mean, I agree with y'all. The Colts could come in last, um, but I'll give them third because I think Shane Steichen is a pretty sharp offensive mind. Um, I think he's pretty creative, and I think that he will. It will it will surprise people kind of like how RG three did uh, when he. When he was with Washington his his rookie year. Um, like they showed nothing in a preseason. But like, you know, some vanilla style shit, you know. And then like when regular season came, bam, um, just kind of dropped it on everybody. Um, but I don't think it's gonna necessarily equate to wins for the Colts, but as far as Richardson, um, and then they'll, they'll take a few people by surprise. Um, number two in that division, I'll have to go with Tennessee. Um, I think Mike Vrabel is one of the best coaches in the league. He's very – He's going to need to be. 
and, and he's definitely going to need to be. Um, but I, I already think that he's he's up there. Um, but their roster, it, it always seems like Tennessee's roster is always like bare. <laughs> but somehow they keep winning games. Uh, but that's a tribute to coaching and the culture. Um, and number one, uh, got the Jags. Um, I think Trevor Lawrence being in the Doug Peterson system the second year, the second consecutive year, I think that is going to be very beneficial for them. Um, and with the addition of Calvin Ridley, uh, I know he's getting a lot of hype right now, but I mean, the, the dude, the dude does have a chip on his shoulder and I, mean, I don't blame him. <laughs> so um, I can, I can see them. I can see them being the top of the division. Do you think they have? Because we're kind of a little bit bullish on them. Do you think they have? Uh, ah, it's tough because it's the AFC, though. Do you think they got any ability to make noise in the AFC playoffs? Um. Yeah, uh, I could actually see them winning two games. Um, because I don't think Trevor Lawrence is going to throw what four interception half. <laughs> Um, again, but I, uh, I think they're going to win at least two games. Um, I'm not going Super Bowl or something like that. <laughs> but they definitely, yeah, they have the boot to make it happen. Sean, Sean Donald has joined us as well. Another one of our NFL contributors. Uh, how do you got the AFC South ranked out, Sean? Uh, okay. Well, I think, uh, I think the Colts and the Texans, they'll be third and fourth, of course. They, you know, have rookie quarterbacks. A lot of young pieces on defense, I know for a fact, on Houston. I have Tennessee second, of course. I mean, I think Tennessee don't really believe in Tannehill anymore. They have an aging roster. Derrick Henry, he only has so many miles. I don't think he'll get, like, 1,400, 1,500 yards. I only think his body will let him get that far. And Jacksonville is Jacksonville. You know, they're the cream of the crop in that division. So it's pretty simple, like, that division is like the second weakest division outside of the NFC South, in my opinion. You know, both of the Southern conferences are trash. But yeah, it's pretty simple. It's cut and dry. First, Tennessee, I mean, uh, Jacksonville, Tennessee second. You can flip flop between Houston and uh, Indianapolis. I do believe if the Colts find a way to get Jonathan Taylor, that will make life for Anthony Richardson easier. So I'll say. They'll be third if they get Jonathan Taylor, but fourth if they don't. So I wanted to – we're kind of hopping around, but I did want to – before you guys hopped on, we were talking – I brought up the point you made last week, um, how you said the the 49ers, you know, could be in trouble because they're setting up their quarterbacks in a pressure situation. Uh, Well, they're certainly – that's fucking true now, isn't it? Because (laughs) this Trey Lance shit that happened today – um, we did a little segment at the beginning. You know, if Brock Purdy comes out and underperforms, things are gonna get pretty fucking weird out there, right? I believe I believe it will, but I don't want to say he wouldn't perform. It's just felt like most teams have more game film on them now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. When you're a rookie and nobody has film on you, whatever you do is gonna be surprising. Now they can lock in, they see how he did. I think he started with nine, ten games ish. And all last uh, year? Seven. Seven, including the playoffs? Uh, yeah. 
okay, yeah, so like seven games. Still not much film, but we'll see how it goes. Well, I believe they'll end up trading Trey Lance because it's going to be somebody they'll buy into that hype. Well, it it's seven games, right? And now teams got tape. That's to me, it's why it's fucking insane to be like, yeah, we're good to go. We don't even need Trey Lance. Let's just get rid of him because we're so confident in this guy after seven games. I mean, I think the problem is is on Sam Donald getting signed. It would be a lot easier and smoother if they would have never signed Donald. Yeah, you know. But it's like, why would you bank on Donald being your second best quarterback? Why the fuck would you bank on Sam fucking Darnold? Like, this man showed you who he was in New York and part-time in Carolina. Like, I think they let those uh those four or five games where he went, like, three and one last year, but he shit the bed when we needed him most against Tampa Bay. Yeah. But this neither here nor there. You know, I wish Sam Darnold nothing but the best. But, yeah, they, uh, they created a problem right there when they signed him. That's when you knew things were going to go bad. Then now they got this thing where they're like, oh, we might trade Trey Lance. That's ugly to do, and it's wicked just because yeah. what you did to get him. Yeah, you that's what we were talking off. about at the beginning. Yeah, that was a that's a nasty trade. Now it's it's but, coming from a 49ers, coming from a 49ers diehard. It is the worst draft trade in the history of the NFL. Period. It's three first round draft picks, number three overall. The dude played four fucking games. Four. And it's that's, crazy because like you, you don't think they'll do that for somebody like Andrew Luck, like somebody that's like generational. Trey Lance had limited film in college. I think he played like, yeah. like what ten games. Well, one season. So it's like, why would you bank on that knowing you only have one season worth of game film? Especially then, if you're know, not willing. <clears throat> especially if you're not willing to put forth the fucking time and effort to develop him. Exactly. Like you thought. I understand why they didn't start him when they had Jimmy G. I get it. Jimmy G is a winner. No matter. I don't know how he wins, but he wins. <laughs> so I got to respect him with that. So it's like, okay, you don't blame him for doing that. But now Brock Purdy, it's like the same situation with Jimmy G. Like, yes. you know you can win. You know you can win with Jimmy G, but can he put you over the hump? That's the question you got to ask yourself about Brock Purdy. Do you believe that he can lead y'all to the Super Bowl? Now, granted, you know, they have their excuse where if he didn't get hurt against Philly, that would have been them in the Super Bowl. So they'll be able to have that excuse until, like, the first five or six games of the season, I believe. Then we'll see the real Brock Purdy. Apollo, you got anything on this uh, this Trey Lance situation since we were going into it? I don't want to leave you out. Um, we spent probably the first ten minutes of the pod with me just – you know, Romeo and Juliet, this is a fucking tragedy. Shakespearean tragedy. Um, what do you think, man? Um, I, You know what? It sucks. It sucks for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, it sucks. Number one, it sucks for Trey Lance. Because, you know, these players get drafted. They don't, they don't you know, choose where they want to go. So it's like, you know, it's not necessarily his fault that the 49ers have very questionable scouting, um, especially in the quarterback department. I mean, everything else, they're solid, but that quarterback spot, which I keep hearing is the most important position. So, uh, you know, and Kyle Shanahan is the quarterback whisperer. 
though I believe in Kyle Shanahan, I mean, the man can only do but so much. Um, and like I said, I think it's unfair to uh, the fans because, like, damn. I mean, we had to use all that capital to get a kid that y'all knew was raw from the jump and that you knew time would have to be taken and invested in him to get better because he has not seen any action like that. <laughs> yeah, like, what was it? How many years? Like, it was like four games in like, what, two years or something he did? Like, yeah. what, like what is that? That's, that's unprecedented. It's unprecedented. And one of them was in a monsoon rainstorm. And one of them, he played three plays and broke his leg. Well, yeah, but, yeah, like, come on. And t- to me, it's like, okay, they're not necessarily getting rid of him, but like, yo, you you basically you got to eat that. Um, and let's be honest, they, I mean, you guys lucked into Brock Purdy. Yep, that, that's what that's called. People can say whatever they want, but. The last pick of the draft being that, exactly. you, you you didn't think that that was going to fucking happen when you took him. Like, stop. Exactly. exactly. So If you did, he would have been the number two last year behind fucking Purdy or behind yeah. Lance, and he wasn't. And he wasn't. And, you know, like, but, you know, in life and especially in sports, you got to – um, you can't double down. So, I mean, and, and, and unfortunately – it, that kid's mind, like he might be gone. You know what I mean? Like, you you broke his confidence now. And um, I mean, it's hard to over, overcome that. It's hard to come back from that. And he hasn't played enough games as to where I think he believes in himself enough to overcome that. That's you know that's an unfortunate part too. Uh, that's what I I kind of went into that as well. Like you know he didn't he didn't he hasn't done anything fucking wrong. He didn't draft himself at 20 years old on a team that had these that was built like this. You know, all the guy did was do what you asked him to do and go out and break his leg for the fucking team and come back. Exactly. And he's been fucked around like this. Um, super bizarre. I cannot think of anything even close to it where a team would give up that much capital for a player they did not seem particularly interested in, in developing or using. I think I think this is and this is just my hunch. I think this is a John Lynch pick. Uh I think I think John Lynch got super comfortable with that what was that that 10 year deal that him and Shanahan got when they first got hired. So they they got a whole bunch of leverage and they got time. So when you got time and when you have been assured that you start to go out on the limb and take a few risks. And this by far was a huge risk. No, there seems to be everybody seems to think it's one way or the other. It was either Lynch wanted him and Shanahan didn't, or Shanahan saw him and thought to himself, Oh yeah, I can I can get the most out of that guy. I can coach that guy up. So let's go it, let's go for it. Let's get him. Um yeah. whichever way, I, I don't know how they could have changed their minds. Yeah. So quick and with so little <laughs> so little evidence. Um, I would like to say one thing before we get off the yeah. topic. I would like to say this whole situation is Patrick Mahomes' fault. San Francisco thought they were getting. The no, it is, that, we talked about this. We talked about this exact thing 
uh, before we went on air because uh, Jeff said, well, you know, they didn't they had a pretty good team right over. They were trying to rebuild. And I said, no, they had a great team, but they knew that to go up against guys like Mahomes, they were coming fresh off the Super Bowl against Mahomes. They knew if you're going to go up against guys like Mahomes, you've got to have someone special. You have to be able to fight fire with fire. And that's why they reached up for somebody with that kind of tools. So you're right. It is Patrick Mahomes' fault. They were seeing that guy in their nightmares when they stretched to make this move. And the crazy thing is, they would have beat Mahomes. Like, Jimmy G, he messed up that game a little bit. But it's like, Mahomes came in with Andy Reid. So you thought, all right, well, we have Kyle Shanahan. So we could have that Mahomes Reed thing with them, but you didn't get a guy a chance. Kansas City gave Mahomes a chance. Granted, when he first started, but not with the first season he fully started, the man took the league over. It's like he had the best first year start I ever seen. I believe they yeah. well, he threw five thousand yards that year, right? He threw for a fucking lot. He was he did you're definitely correct. He he completely took the look took the lead by storm his first season. So it's like, man, it's just that guy, he's he's getting blamed for somebody else being so good. That's like in NBA terms, you're drafting somebody just because they can shoot three ball like Steph Curry, but they can't do everything else like Curry can. And that's exactly what happened. It's a copy, man. Pretty much. It's like whoever wins the Super Bowl, that's what they're going to copy. Like if the Eagles would have won, I think teams would have been more patient. They would have started like making sure the offensive line was right, the defense was right, skill positions was right. But Mahomes showed you can win with a, a weak defense. And after that, it was murder she wrote. Well, let's murder this NFC South. Uh, okay. An interesting all over the place uh, division. Um, I think, you know, when we talked. A couple of weeks ago, oh, the Saints. The Saints are, are a weird squad, man. It's it's kind of they they've maintained like a stacked roster. Um, I don't have a ton of faith in that coach, and I think it's really bizarre that they went with him after he, as a retread because he already had a chance as a head coach. Um, they've looked good in preseason. Uh, Derek Carr's looked real comfortable. Um. The roster, like I said, has some playmakers, has some depth, um, good offensive line, some solid defensive stars. Um, I think that they should be the favorites here, um, just because there's such big question marks at, at quarterback at every other on every other team. You got Baker down in Tampa Bay, uh, you know, boo to that. Um, Ritter is the new starter in Atlanta, and then the rookie quarterback in uh, Carolina. Um, so I think New Orleans has to still be the class here. Um, I love the addition of Jamal Williams down there. It fits right in with the, the team's attitude. I think much better than Kamara. Um, Olave looked like a star. Uh, I don't even want to talk about Michael Thomas. Uh, he's uh, okay. Go ahead and say okay. He looks like he's doing looking decent again this off this off season. But what the fuck does that mean once the games start? Um, you know, once he gets a fucking hangnail or something. Um, uh, Demar Hamlin fucking died and was back 
at training camp practice and ready to play again faster than fucking Michael Thomas came back from a high ankle sprain. So I don't give a fuck what Michael Thomas looks like in a preseason in a training camp. Um, Axe, what do we think on the Saints? Do you got them first place? Uh, what do you think of their squad? Yeah, I definitely think the Saints are going to be a first place in the division. Uh, their fans on Twitter, once again, as usual, just take it to the extreme. I think they're going to be legit contenders. Like, they're the best of a bad division. Um, I think they got a solid defense. You got Tyron Matthews that's going to make plays. You got uh, Pam Jordan that's going to make plays. So they'll be decent. Um, like I said, Olave, he's special. Like, him and Derek Carr is going to have good chemistry. Um, Jamal Williams is going to take advantage of Kamara being suspended the first few games. And I think he's going to do well there. Um, they should win 10, 11 games at the most because they're just going to eat on that division. Somebody got to win. You think it's going to be a nine-win division, Tejan, or like mm-hmm. eight eight wins, like gets the division? That's what you think? Yep. I don't think they're going to be that bad. I, I can see them at 10. Um, Saints are legit. Like, they, they'll be a playoff team. Um. I'll wait and see what everybody else say about the Saints before I get my thoughts on the rest of the division. I got some thoughts on everybody else. But I'll see what everybody else say about the Saints first. I mean, I think roster-wise, if they had a coach I could be a little more confident in, I think roster-wise, they they have the roster to make some fucking noise in that in the NFC, in the playoffs. Um, like I said, I love Williams. It's such a physical – he fits the attitude of the team. Like they have a very physical defense. They have a very good offensive line. Um, I love that w- the fit of Williams in the backfield. Um, and then they have uh, potentially two studs at wide receiver. Um, so if Carr can give them a, a B minus, if they had a little bit better coach, a little bit more faith in him, I feel like they can make noise in the NFC playoffs. They have, so I'll say they have the roster. Wayne Boy got give me more than twelve games too. Yeah, yeah, true that. Um, Tay, what do you think? Um, well, I got the Saints. I had the Saints second in this division. Uh, honestly, I'm not. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm not a Saints believer at all. I mean, like, who's winning? <laughs> you want me to? You you want me to? This is a hot Saints take. To, yeah, go ahead. Oh, Tay's takes. Here we go. Yeah, who's winning that division? Oh, the, the Falcons. Oh, God. The Falcons. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, seriously? Oh, yeah, that's not even a question. I got the Atlanta Falcons winning it. I, it's not, not my line. Not, not my line. But I don't, I'm not a Saints believer. Like, So do you got some cold. inside info that the Falcons are trading for Trey Lance? Because I feel like that's the only way no. you could be that confident about <laughs> The Falcons no. winning this division. Uh, no, I think they're just they drafted Bijan for a reason. Like they're gonna come in running the ball. They got okay, the but if Ritter can't throw, the defenses are gonna say okay, ten in the box, cool. I mean, run right, if you want. The, the Falcons were all right with. True, true. They were they were you know, they, they were one game out. Right. They were one That's game out saying. last year. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Wrong. And I think I think their quarterback, it's not this huge upgrade. I think he's a little bit better than, than Mariota. But 
Yeah, they drafted they drafted Bijan for a reason. And Arthur Smith, I mean, we, we know what he's done. He he's been running all over the Ravens with Derrick Henry back then. He's gonna come in. Uh Atlanta. I mean, he had the best, the best run offense last year. He's gonna come in, it's gonna be it's gonna be the best again. I think they're just gonna run, they're just gonna really pretty much come in, run the ball. They're gonna run the ball like 30 sometimes a game, and that's gonna get them. They got some. The they got some studs, man. They got yeah. outside of Bijan. They got Kyle Pitts. They got Drake London. They got still got Cordero Patterson, uh, Swiss Army knifing it up. Uh yeah. yeah. Um, and and I like Ritter. I liked him in college. Uh, I like him as a high character guy. I just I just don't know, man. I just don't know if the talent level is there. Uh, Apollo Saints or Falcons? Um, I'm gonna go with the Falcons. Oh my goodness! There we go. Oh, it's piling he knows up what he's here. talking about. There we go. <laughs> yeah. Look, um, for the exact same reasons he said too. I'm not saying that the Saints um won't or can't be um in the top. I just I just think that the Falcons are pretty stacked uh, offensively. Um, and I mean, yeah, they're all young, but all Desmond Ritter has to do is not fuck it up and i believe that like like tay said the drafting of Bijan, it's kind of like what they did uh in the giants um drafting saquon like give your young quarterback while he's on a cheap deal give him all the shiny new toys let him see what he can do and if he can't win with talent then fuck him <laughs> i mean you know what i mean like that's that's what the 49ers should have with Trey Lance. I mean, yeah. But, but, I mean, that is a way that a lot of teams do it is they say, Hey, we're going to surround you with all the tools. And, and if you can't get it done, then, then we know, then we know you can't get it done. So yeah, that is, that is a thing that, that teams do. Yeah. I see that path. Uh, I see Atlanta going that path. Um, but yeah, so, uh, I mean, are, are we doing the whole divisions now or are we just, I, I mean, we'll just start off. Uh, Falcons versus Saints right now, or if you know Sean, when we get to him, if he has a different take, he might. Um, then 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 we'll cover all the teams and we'll go back around. But uh, okay, so yeah, another one for the Falcons, huh? Yep. Oh wow. What makes you What makes you downgrade the Saints? What? what, what... Um. Well, the coaching. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, number one and uh, number two is Derek Carr. Um. I'm not that sold on Derek Carr. Like he's a good, he's a average quarterback. He's a solid quarterback. I'm not, even, and I'm not even going to act like he's not successful. Um, he was in the MVP race that year that he got hurt, unfortunately. But you know, I mean, Derek, Derek Carr is good, but I just his his heart is questionable to me. Um, um he kind of got that. He he kind of has that Kirk Cousins, uh, energy. And like yeah. like when the lights get bright. Can I really depend on you? And so far, we have not been able to depend on Derek Carr when let's get right. So um, I'm just because he has a chain of, change of scenery. I mean, and let's be honest, they they were average as hell yesterday. I mean, um, last year when he was with the Raiders, but that was with his best friend Devontae Adams. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So it's like yeah. if he doesn't have him and the like, best running game in the league, yep, and the best running game. Yes, John Josh Jacobs went off. So it's like. Uh, that was kind of subpar. Then, I'm I'm not I'm gonna be honest with you. Um, 
uh, Michael Thomas, I mean, he's only going to be healthy for like what two games, so you can count, <laughs> you can count him out. Olave is a budding superstar. Uh, I, I just I just want them to have a solid number two that's going to I mean, a solid number three that's going to morph into the number two because you can't trust uh, Michael Thomas. So they need a, a solid guy behind Olave because I don't. I don't I don't like all the coverage and, and the defensive attention going all to him because I mean he he could get nicked up and he was a little nicked up um last year. But I mean for the for the most part he remained healthy. But you know, you don't wanna put too much on the on the young guy. Um so I just think oh well you know what? And thinking thinking back at it now, they still got Taysom Hill. So I mean they can use him in some gadgets like they did. So I mean, they they do got the talent there, but I, I just it's something about Carr and the coaching. I I just give him a damn good for that. Gone. We going uh Saints and Falcons at the top, or do you have a different pick, sir? Well, you know, at the risk of sounding like a homer, I'm going with the Panthers, of course. No, it's okay. It's okay to sound like a homer as long as you can make a a competent explanation as to what we're going with here. Why you know, the Panthers and why above the Falcons or the Saints? I'll put it to you like this. Let, you know, they said last year Atlanta finished one game back at Tampa Bay. Everybody finished one game back at Tampa Bay last year. Tampa <laughs> Bay was 8-9. and nine, Everybody else was 7-10. Then I believe Carolina has like a top-10 defense. So considering the fact that you got to go against Derek Carr, he chokes against good defenses. Tampa Bay has Baker Mayfield. And then you have Desmond Ritter, like, he was back and forth all year. So I say Carolina has like the second or third best quarterback in the division. Then I like the moves they made in the receiver uh, room. I know DJ Trot got hurt earlier today, but you still have Thielen. If he could be a security blanket for Bryce Young, that would be nice. That would be great, actually. I believe Hayden Hurst is a decent tight end. You could throw the ball to him. And I love the addition yeah. of a uh, Miles Sanders to your backfield. Yep. Exactly. The only weak part of Carolina is offensive line. I believe Brian Burns, Vuvu, and if JC Horn can stay healthy, he can lock down one side of the field. Then, considering the fact that our schedule, we have like the weaker divisions. We have the NFC North. We have the AFC South. We play Seattle, so that's like a. It's not a great team, but it's not bad either. So that could go either way. We have the Dolphins. And I believe we have I forgot the other team, but it's a it's a pretty manageable schedule. Considering we have six games in the division, the NFC North, who uh who's gonna win the division, maybe Minnesota or Chicago, depending on how it goes. So yeah, I think best case scenario, they can win like eleven games. That's the best case where Everything goes their way, but I believe they'll be like nine and eight. Like that's where that division is going to be. That's the weakest division in the league. So whoever wins that, they'll be fighting, battling five hundred all year. Yeah, I think the I think the division winner is going to be nine or ten. Um, yeah. And I think that I do think that the Panthers will have the opportunity to be right in the mix. Um, this division, other than Tampa Bay, um, feels like it has the is the most cl- closely knit like a lot of these teams have the same strengths and weaknesses a lot of these teams have this have have the same you know they're all going to be good matchups and i think they're all going to be close so it's not super outlandish to me 
to hear, you know, the Panthers having a shot because they had a shot last year um, with Sam Darnold and the team, you know, they played the Niners and got the only ever loving shit whooped out of them. And it like changed the face of the franchise. They got fucking deleted so damn bad. And then there they were at the end surging down the stretch with a complete after the fire sale. And they were surging down the stretch and looking better. Um, and so I, I think coming off of that, coming into this year with some upgrades, to these positions, I, I don't, I don't hate what they look like. Um, Axe, what do you think of the Panthers, man? Well, I think Sean's putting too much faith in uh, Adam Thielen. He's looked washed for like the past two years, and that was with <laughs> like supposedly letting he was supposed to help out Justin Jefferson, and he just he's looked good in the preseason. They've had a good connection, good chemistry. We'll see. Yeah, I just Hayden Hurst isn't of, that good either. Yeah, like he's okay, but he's not oh, nobody. The, to the really Baltimore expect. memories. He looked better after he moved on from Baltimore. After that, after he moved on from that toxic environment in Baltimore. Man, we tied in heaven, man. <laughs> you don't that's, work out that's there. That's why I'm joking. Fault. Yeah, like yeah. <laughs> so that was his fault. He's been on what three teams since us? That ain't got nothing to do with us. Yeah, three teams in three years. That's yeah, how you, like that's how you know. He ain't that good if you keep team hopping like that. It's, there's a reason why. But but if you keep getting new jobs, that means you're not that bad either. <laughs> you're a placeholder, say, just to find your replacement. You're a bridge tight end. He's going to find your replacement because you're not that good. If you right. were good, they would resign. Hey. <laughs> so, he like, I mean, they'll, they'll be okay. I could see eight wins because the division is pretty stinky. I don't understand the Falcons' love at all. Like, Ritter might not even finish out the season. He might get replaced by a Heineke before the season's out. I just don't have enough faith in that team. Bijan's going to be special, though. Cordero Patterson's good. And um, uh, what's the other dude's name? Algier, I think his name is. Algier. Tyler Algier. Yeah, Algier. He's pretty good, too. Like, he had 1,000 yards on the load last year. Yep. So he, he's not a bad player himself. But I don't think they're good enough to win a division. Like, I don't see how y'all have more faith in – Ritter than Derek Carr. Derek Carr is funny in the light. He's not a like big game performer, <laughs> but I don't have no faith in Ritter. Like some of and that's girls, the key is there isn't going to be any big games in this division because they're fucking terrible. So there you go. Right. Carr is a safe pick. <laughs> and uh to talk about Tampa really quick. Like Mike Evans got nine straight years of a thousand yards or more. The record is Jerry Rice with eleven. That shit's in jeopardy with Baker Mayfield and Kyle Trask. Yes, it is. So, <laughs> he said he was very direct about that. Yeah, they're, they're not going to be a good team. They they going to get the 500 time break. So I don't expect nothing from them. They're going to be last place. Tay, Panthers. Um, I like the Panthers. Like, I'm not – it wasn't a bad take saying they couldn't win the division. I can see it. I, I can honestly see it. Um – I do. I was a really big fan of their defense. Their defense kept them in a lot of games last year. But mm-hmm. they, they had P.J. Walker out there at quarterback and stuff. Like, their defense is really good. Like, I, I'm, I'm a believer in the defense. Their offense, though, mm, not so much. I don't like their receiving core at all. At all. I do think Terrence uh, Marshall Jr. could be all right. But Adam Thielen, he, he's been pretty bad for, like, five years now. And 
Hayden Hurst isn't no one to mention. I mean, I think I like Miles Sanders. I like getting a running back for your rookie quarterback, though. I do like that. But yeah, I mean, I, I got the Panthers at nah, seven, eight wins, something like that. Like, I think it's going to be pretty tight. The, the top three teams, it's going to be pretty tight. And the Bucks, the poverty team in the division, they had it, four wins. But what you said about Mike Evans, Mike Evans is getting 1,000 yards. You want to know why he's getting 1,000 yards? They're going to trade him. <laughs> they're going to trade him. Trade deadline's coming up. They're going to be 0-8 or whatever. And uh, who wants Mike Evans? They're going to trade him. And yeah, Mike Evans going uh, uh, the Chiefs, something like that. Bills, to a team like that. The 49ers. Even that for that, a third crazy. round pick and Trey Lance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, I, they're gonna trade him. Like, don't be surprised if they trade him. I feel like that that's still it's gonna happen. They're gonna trade him, trade that line or whatever. Yeah, yeah. you know what? Like it's just you know, let let him enjoy the, the last. Portion of his career. Don't, don't Let him enjoy his golden team. years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think they, they should trade him. Get whatever you can, a third, maybe something like that. You know, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I think the, the Panthers are a good team. I almost had the Panthers second, but mm, not yet, not yet. I they got really good offensive line too. I, I like what they did with the old. Well, line. speaking of offensive lines that are good but ain't doing shit. They got names, and that's why that's you know true. Sean. Sean is right, and and I have been shocked because I like their offensive line coming into this year too, and they have looked like dog shit in the preseason. So I don't know what's going on with that. I don't know. I I don't know. Uh, I hope they can get it picked picked up because uh, Bryce Young has shown the ability to stand in and make throws and take the hits, but eventually he's he's gonna get fucking hurt like it's it's gonna happen if you just keep letting him get smoked we've already i think passed the test where he is has the ability to take those hits and make the throws he needs to make but the human body is a human body and he's gonna get fucking hurt if he keeps taking those hits so i hope the panthers can get it figured out uh apollo thoughts on the panthers uh yeah i like the panthers um i think they're uh I think they'd be a solid team. Um, uh, Bryce Young, he is impressive. Um, that offensive line, I, I agree with you, Eric. Uh, they do have the names, but they just haven't gelled so far. And the thing with the offensive line is, I mean, that stuff's going to take time. So, um, well, I, I, I guess I guess they'll maybe they'll get together towards the middle of the or the like third quarter of the season. Um their offensive weapons, I mean who okay, yeah, they got Miles Sanders. Uh cross your fingers, he stays healthy. I like him as a talent, but you know, cross your fingers. Um Terris Marshall, we'll see if he breaks out. Um keep hearing it, keep keep hearing that he will every year, but haven't really seen it. Um who's the other kid they got? Mungo, he's been looking pretty good in the preseason. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! 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 Uh, yeah! Yeah! Uh, John! Yeah! John Mingo. Jonathan Mingo. Fuck yeah! Jonathan Mingo. Yeah. Uh, I'm. I, I am interested to see him. I am. I am. Um. And uh, Hayden Hurst. Like I say, he's average. Um. He's a he's a journeyman. Um. So he is what he is. Um. But yeah, I, I think they could surprise some people as well. But yeah, the key is keeping Bryce Young upright. Um. And 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 real quick. You know, I just want to make a point. 
why don't these teams prioritize their offensive lines, even like dedicating their whole damn draft to it? Yeah, you know, you know what I mean. Like, if you got the pieces or at least the outline of your roster, meaning like, okay, you got the skill position down pat, you got a number one wide receiver, you got a top running back, you got a top tight end, or at least a serviceable tight end, like this. Upgrade that line so you can protect the kid and see what he and see what he got. And if if the rookies suck, then fuck it, you can get another quarterback. But you'll still have that solid line. You know what I mean? And that'll keep anybody upright. Like that should be all teams' focus. So I, don't, I, don't I, I agree because I I've enjoyed the Niners having one of the better lines uh, for the last five or six years. Um, and I was a lineman. Um, the thing. So f- I think firstly, linemen don't sell tickets. Yes. Um, and secondly, uh, I think that, which is funny to say because wins sell tickets and winning is a lot easier if you have a great offensive line. Uh, and another thing is I think in general at the college levels, at most levels, I don't know what exactly it is or it's just the evolution of the game or whatever, but offensive line play across the board at all levels is pretty fucking awful. Um, And so I think there's just, there's just less, there's just less great solid talented guys to plug in and play. Um, I I think that's part of why you've seen so many people uh, adopting this Shanahan uh, McVay type offense where, you know, you can plug and play a lot of guys and still get a decent amount out of the running game and out of, you know what I'm saying? Um, It's more of the scheme than anything because there's just less talented guys. Um, You know, when you watch these preseason games, uh, also the the XFL, I watched every game of the XFL. I'm a football fiend, so there's football league playing that I'm fucking watching it. I was very thankful for the XFL. Um, but if you watch these preseason games, you got the backup lines in or in the XFL where, you know, it was XFL level guys in the offensive line. The offensive line play is just so fucking bad. And you would see it, especially in the XFL games where these are real competitive games. The coaching staffs kind of figured out after a few weeks, like, hey, if we just blitz nine, they're not going to fucking be able to stop us because the offensive line play is so fucking terrible that if you send five or six rushers, they're just not going to be – they just can't do it. You're just going to completely shut down any passing offense. Um, so I think those are the two reasons, uh, that that offensive lines don't don't uh, sell tickets and because there's just less talented players out there to go after. I agree, though. I, it, for my team, for the Niners, I wish that they would draft two offensive line and a quarterback minimum every single year. Every single year, don't care what, what – uh, rounds, take a quarterback, take an off a two offensive lineman every single year. Right. Um, yeah. Sean, any any retorts to our our evaluations of the Panthers? I mean, you know, we pretty much did the same thing. I had, you know, Homer Faith and Adam Thielen. I know he was trash in Minnesota the last couple of years. This also due to the fact that he was also competing with Diggs and Jefferson. Get more of the touches. But first, I'm just hoping he can be real solid. You know, just something solid, nothing major, just a little security blanket where, hey, look, I just need to do a dink and dunk real quick. But, you know, I also said 
their offensive line is like the weak point of the whole team. Everything else is pretty solid with the uh, skilled players and the defense and the quarterback and the coaching. I like Frank Wright as a coach, you know. So, yeah, I mean, I got respect with everybody's team because it's not like they're telling lies out here. But as far as, like, your offensive line point, I believe the reason why is because the offensive line has the shortest le- the shortest leash in the entire league. Like, you cannot make a mistake as a lineman. You can make a mistake as a quarterback, as a running back, as a receiver, of course. But at O-line, if your quarterback's touching his ass in play, they get you out of the game. So, therefore, they try to find somebody that's proven instead of going through the draft where you don't know how he'll turn out. Uh, Apollo, uh, these damn bullshit, shitty-ass Buccaneers. Yeah, so I will say this. The the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, <laughs> while, they're, while they give off a very subpar uh, feel, especially, I mean, I mean, that's what happens when you – when you get the Tom Brady, when you get the GOAT uh, basically departing from your team, um, it's going to leave a lot of, on the table and a lot to be desired. So um, that's what Tampa Bay is going through. Um, they have, I mean, like, like, let's be honest. We were saying that Mike Evans and Chris Godman were a top duo just a year ago and even two years ago. So, I mean, yes. Baker Mayfield is a downgrade, but he's still serviceable enough where these guys can still get production. Mm, and, I don't um, know. Well, I mean, I, I think so. Um, now, I didn't say that Mike Evans will get a damn thousand yards this year, <laughs> but um, I mean, hey, it is what it is. But um, their running game, I, I think that's what they actually are going to do the most. They're just going to basically be running the ball a lot. And Rashard White is a pretty good back. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, other than that, I mean, their defense is, I mean, that good. So, <laughs> not really much to be said about uh, that side of the ball. So, I mean, it's a reason why all of us have them fourth in the division. Um, and rightfully so. They don't wow. They don't have anybody that pops off. Oh, I'm gonna. We'll be saying "wow" a lot. I'm sure. <laughs> Tampa Bay Tay. <laughs> what do you got? You got anything on the other Buccaneers? Um, I think since they are, are quarterback list, I think they, they might as well just play Kyle Trash. I, I mean, why not? Like, it's I, I think, don't see a a point. I, I, I think we were talking about Baker. that the other day. Like, if it's that close, to me, if it's that close of a battle and you have a younger quarterback, go with the young guy and not yeah, the guy who's right. already shown you what he is over 60 starts. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, they might as well start Kyle Trash. I'm not going to lie. They're, if they had a good quarterback, this team go to the playoffs. But their quarterback situation is so bad they're going to be the worst team in the division. Like, I just – they have a lot. Their defense, the names, they, they're pretty good. I'm not going to – I like Kalaja Kansi, who he just drafted. Vita Vey is one of the best at what he does. Devin White is a great middle linebacker. Avante David. I mean, they 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 really got names on defense. But 
I don't know. You got a quarterback like that, man. It's just you're not gonna win games. Not they don't have this strong running game. They don't have that, like you know. That's that's just not who they are. So and and they struggled last year with Tom Brady. So I mean, well, and so between the quarterback and also the coach, um, yeah, Bowles isn't really a not providing any juice for me. Um, and I think he was mostly the co- the coach because he that's who Tom Brady wanted. Um, and yeah, I I think that's kind of run its course as well, or will have run its course this year. Um, Axe, you already kind of had your say on the Bucks, but if you had anything to add about the Bucks, <laughs> nah, like they don't deserve this much time for me. Like they're gonna be like a five six win team at the most. At the most, I just think they're gonna regress badly. Last year, they barely got into the playoffs only because of the greatness of Brady. Like even though they got the names on defense, they gave up a lot of points last year. They just not not a good team, and I, I'll be surprised if Bowles is retained after the season. To be honest with you, I would honestly be surprised if he makes it through the season. Right, <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if both he and Baker were uh, moved out of there by say week ten. Um, I'd take have somebody take over interim and then put Trask in for the end of the season to see for sure what you have or what you don't have. Um, and then you know obviously. This isn't as popular in NFL circles as it is in the NBA, but you know I'd throw Trask in there at the end of the season too to maybe give yourself a leg up in that old uh, Caleb Williams Caleb Williams sweepstakes. Um, I heard he said like depending on who's the top pick, he might not yeah. even come out. Yeah, he might not come out depending on who has the number one pick. I like it. I like it. We got we got college players. Everybody says that though. We got college players making leverage moves now. They're getting I mean, paid but, now, though, Tay. Yeah, John, but now so they can get different. paid, though, Tay. Yeah, and, and and I believe Caleb Williams is is up there, like in the you know close to the double digits of of nil money. Um, and he's in he, L.A. too. Like, why yeah. would I want to go to Tampa? <laughs> like, yeah, I'm gonna Tampa, stay hey, in Tampa Bay is a super underrated city. Tampa Bay is fucking wonderful. Um, but no, I I get it. If you're making millions of dollars in in L.A. You're not really doing a whole hell of a lot, you know. It, by that point, he'll probably be graduated. He'll be taking one, you know, like all the old Matt Liner, just taking dance class <laughs> for your super senior year. Yeah, I could see it, man. Why, why mess it? I go to the Arizona. Is, though, the Sorry. thing <laughs> is, though, if he plays that card, and then the next year rolls around, and it's, you know, somewhere he really doesn't want to go, he doesn't have that card to play anymore. So. Yeah, I don't know, um, but you're right. Tampa Bay probably doesn't need too much. We uh, thank everybody who jumped in and out with us. Apollo, Sean D, Tay, our big guy, Jeff Axel. Um, to Trey Lance, I say good night, sweet prince. <laughs> Sad <laughs> to see you go. Um, everybody jump on to finalrevolution.com. We got you got another FIBA thing coming up pretty soon. Yeah, I actually wrote an article. I'm waiting for uh, True to post it. It was there we go. basically a five-game recap. Just like it. really quick talking about um, five observations from Anthony Edwards playing well to Brandon Ingram being disappointed, Austin Reeves playing well, Jaron Jackson holding it down in the paint defensively, things of that nature. So that article yeah. should be up relatively soon. 
So be looking for that on definalrevolution.com. Uh, of course, jump on. We're going to have, uh, I think we're going to have Morgan Jane back. Uh, True's going to be in there. Uh, we're going to have our guy CM Trunks on the show. Saturday is promising to be a heater on the Weekend Wrestling podcast. Um, so definitely check that out. We're going to have the all-in preview. And apparently uh, True has a promo to drop on somebody or a group of somebody's. Um he sounded pretty fired up on Twitter tonight. So be looking forward to that Saturday, the week in wrestling. And uh, check out our articles on definerevolution.com. Thank you guys, everybody, for joining us. The world of DAR never stops. Yeah.